0: hello Hawks fans and welcome to another episode of the kettle cast with your host Forrest Willoughby on this episode of the cast we talk about the Hawks acquiring Center Clint Capella and we'll also look ahead to the Hawks upcoming game with the Minnesota Timberwolves without further ado let's get into it well I woke up this morning, Expecting to talk about the Hawks matchup with the Minnesota Timberwolves and what going up against Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, what, what difficulties they would present to the Hawks. And instead, there was news that a four-team trade had broken out in the NBA, including both the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Hawks, but also the Houston Rockets and the Denver Nuggets. And it's just a huge trade, especially for the Hawks. The Hawks were basically able to send out Evan Turner the Nets first round pick they had acquired in the Torian Prince trade, and a Golden State second round pick in 2024. And the Hawks received Clint Capella from the Houston Rockets and Nene also from the Houston Rockets. The other parts of this trade for the other teams, um, the Rockets were able to acquire Robert Covington from the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves were able to get, amongst other things besides Evan Turner, Malik Beasley, Juancho Hernan Gomez, and a first-round draft pick. Denver got a first-round draft pick from the Rockets, and they also acquired Shabazz Napier, Kieta Bates-Diop, and Noah Vonley, and also Gerald Green. Um, just really a stunning trade, because normally trades in the NBA are between one, one team from the other. It's not usually evolving more than two teams, and to see four teams get together and have a potentially 12-player trade is just kind of stunning. Um, in order to facil- facilitate this trade, the Hawks are going to have to waive Chandler Parsons. And it's kind of stunning to see after starting the year with Chandler Parsons, Evan Turner, and Alan Crabb. N- none of those guys who are expiring deals are on the Hawks anymore. Um, and in fact, Evan Turner and Alan Crabb are both on the same team now. But obviously the prize for the Atlanta Hawks was center Clint Capella. And he really just kind of, you talk about a square peg that the Hawks, a square hole that the Hawks had. Clint Capella is a square peg to fill it. He is a center in every sense of the word. He is also uh, 25, almost 26 years old and under control for, or under contract for three more years after this one. And so he fits sort of the Hawks timeline as well. Um, Going into the season, the Hawks let Dwayne Dedmon go. Um, they made a trade for Damian Jones, and they, the Hawks, also didn't really do anything to uh, shore up the backup point guard position besides sign Evan or make the trade for Evan Turner. Um, and both those things turned out to be pretty uh, devastating for the Hawks. Uh, I didn't think that going down from Dedmon to Lynn would be such a huge decline, and also did not. I thought maybe Kevin Herter um, and Cam Reddish would be able to fill in for those backup point guard minutes, and that just didn't turn out to, to be the case. Now, the Hawks shored up their point guard situation by not only trading for Jeff Teague, but also they've brought up Brandon Goodwin, and so now the at least bat point guard has seemed to be stabilized, and the Hawks really went hunting for a center to help shore up this team, and Clint Capella was amongst the best choices they had out there. They were also looking at Andre Drummond and uh, Stephen Adams from the Thunder. But Clint Capella is just your classic screen and roll center. And he also has been um, a very good defender um, in his five years in Houston. To look more at Clint Capella's stats through his first five years in the NBA, this year he's averaging... 14 points a game, 14 rebounds a game, um, about two blocks a game. He's uh, shooting 63% from the field, and that's in about 33 minutes a game. I don't think there's a center on the Hawks before we got Clint Capella that I would want playing 33 minutes a game. We had Vince Carter playing the five a little bit in the last game the Hawks played against the Celtics. So Clint Capella is going to be a huge – huge component of the Hawks going forward and I think he gives the Hawks a very clear direction and the best thing I can say about Clint Capella is that he gives the Hawks a competent baseline to start looking at some of these pieces whether it be Trey Young, John Collins, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter. We needed to start to have a be able to fully gauge how these players are playing or analyze if they're going to be part of a winning team you have to have a competent team just sort of a baseline team to like see what their stats would be on on you know are they lifting an average team up or are they holding it down so I think Clint Capella does a great job of doing that and um he just provides kind of at least a base level of NBA center um in the middle for the Hawks and that is just I mean that's amazing unfortunately uh Clint Capella has it has had an injury um with his heel it's a little uh he's had a heel injury injury and they haven't truly known what's going on um he's been listed as day-to-day and um, there was a wonderful article on the athletic just talking about how he hasn't looked the same and he actually looked like he had been in pain in the last game that he played for the houston rockets and they were being hesitant to put him out there again one way to look at that is that they didn't want to put him out there so he, he wouldn't get Injured or more injured because they were trying to trade him. So maybe his injury isn't that severe. But also, I would hope that the Hawks are cautious in bringing him in. It would not surprise me if we didn't see Clint Capella suit up for the Hawks until after the All Star break. And while that would be, you know, really disappointing after just getting him and hoping, you know, get a little surge, see what John Collins and Trey Young can do with Clint Capella in the middle. Now, I think the Hawks are going to be cautious, especially now that he is under contract, now they have a center who's under contract until 2022-2023, um, to 2023, that they, there is no rush, really. And as long as they get some baseline of games this season and they can go through a whole offseason with him, with our medical staff, and in getting training with the Hawks, I think that's going to be huge. But I think the one thing you can look at this as, yeah, they had to give up a couple picks. I really don't think that Golden State 2024 second-round pick was anything super special. But the Nets pick is a real asset, and the Hawks gave that up. Um, the Hawks had to start trading some picks. I don't think they wanted to keep bringing in multiple rookies every season, um, even if those are quality rookies. And you don't, That's not to say you don't want to try to bring in the most talent you as you can to your team but they're in the NBA there's certainly a level of um, experience that's needed and there you can't always be having rookies and um, the Hawks are one of the youngest teams um, by minutes played in the NBA maybe that's skewed a little bit because they play old man Vince Carter but starting to have some guys that are all in the same course all in the same time um is very good and the Hawks being able to bring in not a super young big, but a player who kind of fits that timeline and is in a position of need is just an awesome win for the Hawks and one that I think it's okay to give up a asset such as that Nets first round pick. Um looking at the rest of this trade I think Robert Covington going to the Rockets is a nice move that upgrades the core. It is now going to be really interesting to ro- watch the Rockets play. I know they also got Jordan Bell in this trade, but um, the Rockets are going to be a very small team, and they're sort of all in on, you know, kind of Mike D- Dantoni ball and playing PJ Tucker at the center, and it's been effective. Um, I think things like this can be super effective in the regular season. And then once teams can sort of game plan for, you know, switching everything or, or playing against a smaller team and maybe being able to draw up plays to get the center going for the other team, it might not work as well. But I'm excited to see how it works for James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Mike Dantoni. Um, Denver is a very interesting trade partner just because they have so much depth and. I would not have minded if the Hawks had somehow been able to get one of Malik Beasley or Juancho Hernan Gomez. Um, the Nuggets depth chart just didn't allow them to get those players on the quarter ton. Malik Beasley is actually a kid from around Atlanta and a shooting guard. So maybe the Hawks have a glut of guards and they don't want to um, fill that up anymore. But both those players I think can really play. And I think the Timberwolves are doing a good job of stocking up on guys like that getting to this game tonight that the hawks have against the timberwolves the timberwolves are trading it seems like half their team um i don't know how they're going to be able to fill out a game against the hawks um especially we might get to see a lot of alan crab uh, but it, certainly we'll see a lot of uh, andrew wiggins and carl anthony towns but the the timberwolves gave up uh, robert covington uh, bates d shabazz napier jordan bell um these were all guys that are at least like rotation quality players they might not be the best players but they're definitely rotation quality players and not no vonley i just uh it's going to be the hawks had a short rotation against the celtics and maybe they'll have a chance to take advantage against a team that has a smaller bench just because of this trade but it is truly wild to see a four-team trade in the nba Um, and for it to kind of fall so much in the favor of the Hawks and the Hawks to kind of get what they were looking for going into this trade deadline is super exciting. I can't wait for the first game where Capella is able to suit up and you can expect a lot of blobs. John Schumann, who works for the NBA, NBA NBA.com and NBA TV had some awesome stats post talking about how James Harden, uh, has, had more assists to Clint Capella than to anyone else. Um, and it wasn't even close yet. He had more, he had like 200 more assists to Clint Capella than any other body, anybody else had to any other teammate. Um, so the Trey young Clint Capella lob fest is going to be a ton of fun to watch and to see John Collins be up next to Clint Capella. I think this really allows John to shift over to be a power forward. He's sort of been a hybrid five four so far this season and Clint Capella gives him a clear number five to play next to um and it should allow uh John to sort of play the weak side and maybe maybe John's blocks will go up but uh we'll certainly get to see a little bit of La Lanta. um and I think this is just a extremely well done trade by Travis Link, especially after all the rumors of Drummond for so long kind of a fan base that really wanted something to happen after kind of the frustrating start to the season and some of the games that didn't feel like we've been competing it competing in, it was just a a really nice kind of win for the Hawks and it'll be exciting to watch this team going forward. Thank you for catching this episode of the kettle cast. You can reach me, Forrest Willoughby, at Kettlecast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at that email address. And also leave a rating or review on whatever platform you use to get your podcasts. Go Hawks!